0: European Heart Journal Issue at a Glance Volume 41, Issue 19 Focus Issue, COVID-19 and CVD by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia Read to you by Morgan Bryan COVID-19, Mismanaging an Announced Black Swan In late December 2019, the Chinese physician Li Wenliang warned of unusual cases of pulmonary infection suspecting that a new, highly contagious coronavirus might be involved. He was not heard. Within weeks, the unthinkable became reality, and a pandemic evolved and took its path around the globe. What sounded initially like a harmless flu, and then suddenly rose as a black swan to the many unprepared, was an expected event to virologists and philanthropists such as Bill Gates. As such, Nassim Taleb, who popularised the term, introduced by Sir Karl Popper almost a century ago, refused to call it a black swan. Many national healthcare systems were not prepared for such an event. Disinfectant and masks were missing. There were not enough hospital beds. ICUs and ventilators were scarce. All things that could cost many lives. The healthcare budget restrictions imposed in many affected countries did not pay off. For cardiologists, the pandemic was indeed a black swan, as the vast majority never dealt with viruses or epidemics. With the exception of a few interested in myocarditis. As it turned out cardiovascular disease or CVD became the major risk factor for an unfortunate course of the pulmonary infection and as a major cause of death in affected patients. Within weeks CVDs became centre stage in the pandemic as outlined in a viewpoint. Coronavirus and the cardiovascular system acute and long-term implications by Bernard Prendergast et al. from the John Radcliffe Hospital in Headington, Oxford, United Kingdom. The authors remind us that much has been learnt in the course of preceding epidemics, including severe acute respiratory syndrome or SARS, Middle East respiratory syndrome or MERS, and H1N1 influenza, and is now recognised that the overall health burden may be underestimated since extrapulmonary manifestations are frequent. Acute and chronic CV complications of pneumonia are common and result from various mechanisms including relative ischemia, systemic inflammation and pathogen mediated damage including myocarditis. Of note, influenza vaccination reduces major CV events in patients with coronary disease. Thus the COVID-19 outbreak emphasises the need for greater awareness of acute and long-term CV implications of viral infections and the significant gaps in knowledge that future research will need to address for the benefits of such patients. In a second viewpoint, SARS-CoV-2, should inhibitors of the renin angiotension system be withdrawn in patients with COVID-19? Gabriel Custer et al. from the University Hospital in Basel in Switzerland discussed the hypothesis that angiotension converting enzyme inhibitors, or ACE inhibitors, could foster cell entry of the COVID-19 virus and in turn provide a risk factor for fatal outcomes due to the upregulating of ACE2 that the virus uses to dock onto the cell membrane. The authors discuss the knowns and unknowns regarding the renin angiotension system, ACE inhibitors and SARS-CoV-2 interaction and provide two interpretations. The potential negative impact of ACE inhibitors, well-established protective agents in age groups affected by COVID-19, which upregulate ACE2 and may be detrimental under these conditions. It is also important to consider reverse causality, since patients on ACE inhibitors are commonly older and have more comorbidities. A brief communication, entitled Cell-type Specific Expression of the Putative SARS-CoV-2 Receptor ACE2 in Human Hearts. Stephanie Dimmeler et al. from the Johann Wolfgang Goethe Universität in Frankfurt am Main, Germany, continue on the subject they determined the tissue levels of ACE2 where SARS-CoV-2 binds via glycosylated outer membrane spike proteins. They found that ACE2 is highly expressed in the lung and heart, complementing previous observation that it's increased in myocardial infarction. Although SARS-CoV-2 mainly invades alveolar epithelial cells, it can also cause myocardial injury, as assessed by increased troponin T and NT-proBNP levels in COVID-19 infected patients as further outlined in the issue. The current pandemic coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 predominantly affects elderly individuals, especially men and those with CVD who are often receiving ACE inhibitors. In their manuscript, circulating plasma concentrations of ACE2 in men and women with heart failure and the effects of renin-angiotension aldosterone inhibitors, potential implications for coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 infected patients. Adrian Voors and colleagues from the University Medical Center in Groningen in the Netherlands expand on this issue with heart failure patients. They measured ACE2 in 1,485 men and 537 women with heart failure as the index cohort and validated it in 1,123 men and 575 women. The strongest predictor of elevated plasma levels of ACE2 in both the index and the validation cohort was male sex. In the index cohorts, use of ACE inhibitors, angiotension receptor blockers and mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists were not independent predictors of plasma ACE2. In the validation cohort, ACE inhibitors were independent predictors of lower plasma ACE2 and mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists of higher plasma ACE2 concentrations. Thus, surprisingly, patients with heart failure, plasma concentrations of ACE2 were higher in men than women but neither use of an ACE inhibitor nor an ARB was associated with higher plasma ACE2 concentrations. These data might explain the higher incidence and fatality rate of COVID-19 in men but do not support previous reports suggesting that ACE inhibitors or angiotension receptor blockers increase the vulnerability for COVID-19 through increased plasma ACE2 concentrations. These provocative findings are further discussed by Gavin Udi from the University of Alberta in Edmonton in Canada and Mark Pfeffer from the Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts in the USA. The impact of CVD on COVID 19 outcomes has been investigated in the article Clinical Characteristics and Outcomes of Caucasian Patients with COVID 19 and a History of Cardiac Disease in Northern Italy, from Marco Metra and colleagues from the Universita degli Studi di Brescia in Italy one of the centres with the highest caseload and mortality. They analysed 53 consecutive patients with confirmed COVID-19 and a history of CVD admitted between March 4th and March 25th, 2020, when the epidemic reached its peak. Their mean age was 68 years and 81% were males. The main cause of admission was either COVID-19 pneumonia with a history of CVD in 47%, or an acute cardiac condition with concomitant COVID-19 in 52%. Of note, 16 presented with acute heart failure, 6 with acute coronary syndrome, or ACS, and 4 with pulmonary embolism. During hospitalisation, 32% died, 11% developed thromboembolic events, and 21% acute respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDs, and 11% suffered septic shock, Non-survivors tended to be older, with a higher burden of cardiac comorbidities, impaired renal function, lower blood cell count and higher D-dimmer. Both high-sensitivity troponin and NT-proBNP were elevated at admission in both groups, with a trend towards higher levels amongst non-survivors. Patients who died were also more likely to have lower PO2-FIO2 ratio and need for high-flow oxygen support, compared to those who lived. Thus, Caucasian patients with CVD and superimposed COVID-19 have an extremely poor prognosis. Findings that are put into context in an editorial by Pier Paolo Pellicori from the Hull and East Yorkshire Medical Research and Teaching Centre in Kingston-upon-Hull, United Kingdom. The impact of viral pneumonia on CVD through various mechanisms is then reviewed in the manuscript Deleterious Effects of Viral Pneumonia on the Cardiovascular System by Lin Yang and colleagues from the 3rd Affiliated Hospital of Suchao University in Changshao, China. Even though viral pneumonia is regarded as a pulmonary disease characterized by dyspnea and hypoxemia, CV events outweigh all other causes of death in many viral pandemics. They pursued three aspects. One, to summarize the knowledge about epidemiological characteristics and clinical manifestations of viral infections in recent pandemics. 2. to explore the CV response in these infections and 3. to identify coping strategies as experienced in the Wuhan epidemic and future viral infection pandemics. Pandemics such as COVID-19 massively affect health services in general as all efforts are focused on the patients affected by it. Furthermore, the outcome of interventions may be affected by COVID-19 both for patients and physicians in charge. The latter issue is addressed in the current opinion EAPCI position statement on evasive management of acute coronary syndromes during the COVID-19 pandemic, prepared by Andreas Baumbach and colleagues from the St Bartholomew's Hospital in London, United Kingdom, on behalf of EAPCI. They note that the COVID-19 pandemic poses an unprecedented threat to healthcare worldwide, as the number of patients requiring hospital admission and intensive care overwhelms many healthcare systems, and negatively affect standard of care, leading to collateral clinical damage. This position statement aims to assist cardiologists in the evasive management of ACS in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. Modified diagnostics and treatment algorithms are proposed to adapt evidence-based protocols for this unprecedented challenge. Various clinical scenarios as well as management algorithms for patients with a diagnosed or suspected COVID-19 infection presenting with ST and non-ST elevation ACS are described, as well as scenarios for reorganisation of ACS networks with redistribution of hub and spoke hospitals, as well as for in-hospital reorganisation of emergency rooms and cardiac units. The issue is also complemented by various discussion forum pieces. In the first entitled, Decline of acute coronary syndrome admissions in Austria since the outbreak of COVID-19. The pandemic response causes cardiac collateral damage. Bernhard Metzler and colleagues from the University Hospital Innsbruck in Austria discuss the pandemic based on the numbers from their country. In another contribution entitled Is fulminant myocarditis caused by circulating human coronaviruses? Ryan Dare and colleagues from the University of Arkansas for Medical Science in Little Rock, Arkansas Comment on the recent contribution, Coronavirus Fulminant Myocarditis Treated with Glucocorticoid and Human Immunoglobulin by Yang Fang and colleagues from the Sichuan University West China Hospital in Chengdu, Sichuan, China. Fang et al. respond to the contribution in a separate piece. In Switching to another hypertensive-effective drug when using ACE inhibitor stroke ARBs to treat arterial hypertension during COVID-19, Michel Mario Ciula from the University of Milan in Italy comment on the Viewpoint article also published in this issue entitled SARS-CoV-2 should inhibitors of the renin angiotension system be withdrawn in patients with COVID-19 by Custer et al. Custer et al. respond in a separate contribution. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.